Welcome back. Welcome to episode six, Called as Ambassadors. This is the first series of the Next Gen podcast. And this, this is episode six, Betsy. And hi, Dave. It is a parenting series. It is a parenting series. And so let's dive in to this episode, which is about Lost. Like, like the, the, show. This, the show. This is really, I mean, <laughs> talk, it's been a while. We're going to talk about all the parallels that exist between the show Lost oh, man. and parenting. Yeah, I'm so kidding. when the plane went down. Oh, oh, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. This episode, though, is about understanding the lostness of our humanity, of us as adults, and how we can interact with the lostness of our children. What in the world am I talking about when I say lostness? I've, I don't know, but I'm very excited <laughs> to, find to find out. You're about to find out. Because this is, I even love the way that you said that, is that um, it's uh, the lostness of our humanity and how we can interact with the lostness of our children's humanity. So it's not that we are uh, have it all together. No, we do not. Oh, wait. Was this podcast supposed to be about providing material so parents can have it all together? Shoot. Maybe we should go back <laughs> and take different notes. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I really love, I'm going to th- theology geek out here for a second, is I like how this episode is centered on Luke 15. Mm. Okay. We are we are walking through an awesome, awesome book called Parenting by Paul David Tripp. And this episode really kind of talks about lostness in three different ways. So everybody, if you want to pause this and go ahead and read Luke 15 to kind of look at what this means, we'll kind of be breaking down the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son parable to try to understand the lostness of our children. Yeah, definitely read that. This is great stuff. Okay, so let's dive in. So Dave, a question for you. Did you ever personalize parenting? Like, yeah, way, I mean, way more Today, than I should. This morning. <laughs> I mean, I did briefly see my kids this morning, and yes, I'm sure I personalized something. You made it about you? I made it about me. It's so easy to do. Yeah. Because what we do, and this is just a really helpful thing to understand, perspective to understand our children. So if we are, you know, we, we often say in the Christian world, we were lost, but now we were found, mm-hmm. right? And so there is a level, though, in this world of still experiencing lostness Mm -hmm. in the world. And that's a battle that we will have the rest of our lives. And our children are don't even know sometimes that they are lost. And this is this is why it makes it tricky. And so sometimes when they resist us or say things to us or I don't even know, drive us nuts or push our buttons, we often think that it's about that we must, that it's about us. And we take it personal and yeah, then doing our feelings hurt get our hurt. Feelings. And then, yes. So the truth is that our children are experiencing lostness and we have to understand how to meet them in the middle of what does it mean to be lost? Okay. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of walk through this a little bit. Um, I skipped over one of your favorite parts. So maybe let's go back and say that, um, that even though kids are, Good. So even though kids can get good, why don't you read the quote? You told me you really liked it. Well, it's it's not. I guess it's not so much of a quote. I mean, or a some concept. kids, yeah, some kids get really good at being good. You know, yeah. like in quotes, some kids get really good at uh, following the rules, and they have just really learned how to please or not get in trouble. Right. Um, and that, that. Go ahead, you. But that, I mean, that really doesn't mean that they are experiencing transformation or self-awareness or Mm. reflection. It's, 
just that they've figured out the system in order yeah. to skate by. Yeah. They learn how to bypass things like punishment and disappointment and yeah. But that's, and that's not what we ultimately want for our kids. We don't ultimately want good, obedient robots. Right. We want flourishing humans. Yeah. Where they can actually feel free to come to us and say, hey, I wanted to do this, but I ended up doing this. So they made a bad decision right. and they want to tell us about it so that we can talk to them about it. Yeah, or, and walk through that with them. Yeah, because and then they're coming to terms with their own sense of being lost right. so or broken in this world. So here we go. Our children as lost sheep. So let's look at this. So first thing we need to understand is that our kids need a shepherd. Mm, they sure do. Why do our kids need a shepherd, Dave? Why do we need a shepherd? Why? And we also need a shepherd so that we can <laughs> I yeah, think that's the, shepherd our kids. That's what the reality we need to live in is uh, when we talked about our own fragility, our own brokenness, uh, when seeing the brokenness of our own kids is that we also need a shepherd. Right. And our kids. The good shepherd. We need the good shepherd. And our kids also need the good shepherd. And, and, and at a young age, that takes the form of us as parents. Mm -hmm. And really what they're doing as sheep, as lost sheep, is not, they're not being little meanies. Mm -hmm. They're not like trying to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. They're just like, I don't know, the grass over there looks yummy. I'm going to wander that way. Right. Start chomping on that crap. Hey, I wonder what's down yeah. that hill over so there. So they get distracted easily. For sure. Yeah. And so the interesting thing about being a shepherd, they have to really discern the needs of their sheep, right? So our children might be experiencing things like confused thoughts, confused feelings. They might be feeling conflicted about something. Oh, without a doubt. So really, instead of what we're asking parents to do and what we're trying to work on ourselves, because everything that we are talking about in the podcast, we are also working on. Yes. And so it's parents depersonalized parenting and learning to become investigators and detectives so that you can figure out what your lost children need. Yeah. And so they might need, for example, from us, they might need wisdom or protection or sustenance, right? I mean, actual food sustenance, but <laughs> also love and care. Right. Yeah. Or spiritual yep. sustenance, yep. sitting down, being with us, having spiritual conversations, those types of things. Absolutely. Or I think this is really interesting. And I think sometimes, again, this goes back to earlier episodes. If you haven't listened to them, go back and look. Check it out. Is that parents try to meet, try to be these little gods and be superheroes, right? But sometimes... God puts people in our lives to supplement the things that we cannot provide to our children. Dun, well, we dun, can't. Dun. We can't do it all. Right. I, so it's like a team of shepherds. It takes a village. The village of shepherds a to raise our kids. Village of shepherds. Yeah. And I do think some parents, again, not just ones who are in the weeds, but they come up against a challenge that they don't understand that's happening in the lives of their children. Um, no matter what age they are. And the thing is, we're not being asked to solve every problem of our kids. Right. But God has put you, wherever you are as a parent, in touch with or in the midst of a community, mm -hmm. family, friends. And I like this too, specialist. I yes. was talking with my friend who had two, it was a God moment. She had two different people confirm that they could both help her get in touch with specialists. And so sometimes our kids need specialists, yeah. special shepherds, special who specialize in certain shepherds. things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And like you said, our kids tend to wander just like sheep do. 
Um, so lostness in this way means that other things will easily distract our, our children. And uh, screens? Screens, screens will distract the internet. I mean, there's so much there that we we could just do I know, a whole I've, series on I've that. I've talked so much in, in different capacities about the distractions of life. And I think that is um, the ultimate tool of the devil, really, in pulling us away from centering our lives on mm. Christ. Because mm. that is what we are called towards and what we are called towards as parents to point our kids towards. Yeah. And these distractions They have so much noise everywhere. in their lives. They have so much noise. So much noise, and yeah. it's really hard. And uh, really, lostness um, can really look like our kids, like sheep, needing mm-hmm. to be searched for, mm-hmm. found, and rescued. Yep. And what I, I, I love the idea that parenting is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment rescue mission. Mm. It doesn't stop. Mm. We talked about this a little bit yep. in our last uh, podcast process. episode about process. Um, but think about our um, kids as sheep, as, as you know, needing a shepherd mm-hmm. every day. We're mm-hmm. on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment rescue mission mm-hmm. um, for life. Mm-hmm. And there's beauty in that. Yeah, and absolutely. We can live into that. Yeah, so before we go to the coin, there's one last thing I want to say here, and I think it's really important because I really want us to be challenged as parents to get out of some of the habits that we've gotten into of, you know, the the heavy-handed reprimanding, I need to let the kids know who's in charge and who's right, and I'm going to show them all this. And so... Wait, were you talking about me? (laughs) No, not you. But think about if you're a sheep and you're lost and the shepherd comes over and has found you. Um, Does it do any good to actually reprimand the sheep for being lost or punishing the sheep for being lost? Like, do you remember when we lost JJ when he was little in in the bookstore that you've never fought, never... I've never You've forgotten never remembered. that. that yeah, was, forgotten it. I've never forgotten that. That was one of the worst days of my life. We were, in, JJ was, I don't even know, He three, was two, two, two or three, yeah. And we were in, what was Our favorite little Romans, Romans bookstore in Pasadena, California. And, you know, he, we were in the kind of the kids section and uh, he had, he was playing with trains and there was a checkerboard there with these big checker pieces. <gasps> we took a, we took a pause from parenting. Like we talked about. <laughs> we took a pause. <laughs> We took an inadvertent, we were new parents, we made a mistake, we took an inadvertent pause from parenting uh, to play chess, yeah, or checkers. checkers, checkers, And Because uh, I wanted to beat you, I think Betsy I did beat you that day. was very competitive at the time, and she has never beaten me in any game. So, I have often uh, she beat keeps him, trying. also at mini golf. So we were playing checkers, and just at one moment looked up, and JJ it was, it was, was gone. not at the gone. train table. Not at the train table. Not only was he not at the train table, but he was not down any aisle we that looked, we looked in. We went to the end of all the aisles and yep. did not see him. Yep. And I internally was just like, my world is over. Yep. So we hustled down the aisle. <laughs> and where was he? And I looked down at one of the end of the aisles and there's all these books on the floor. So I t- kind of turned the corner and looked at the end of the aisle where there was a bookshelf and he had climbed into the bookshelf. He's in a cubby. In a cubby and pushed all the books out onto the floor. But it was actually probably only like seven seconds that we had lost him, but it felt like 77 days. Yeah. It was awful. We almost called the police. The lost JJ. This is the parable of the lost JJ. But what did we do when we found him? Did we reprimand him? No. Did we punish him? We didn't. We scooped him up in our arms. We did. Which we're going to get to with the lost son in a little bit. You jumped ahead. I didn't. No, I didn't mean no, to. Kidding. I didn't mean to. Yeah. No, but this it plays into the lost coin as well. Okay. Yeah, I would love to hear how you how it pairs in with a lost coin. Well, I mean, 
it's it's really uh, actually it does. You're right. The uh, the parable of the lost coin is really um, God letting us know that He is searching for us. Yes, until and will not stop. Yes, until every one of His lost children is found. And how beautiful that is. Yeah. And although it was only seven seconds with JJ, yeah, I would never have stopped until he was found. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the beauty of thinking through these parables um, with the parenting lens Mm -hmm. in how do we um, kind of embrace that spiritual um, God glasses of uh, searching for our kids who are lost and not so we can reprimand them, not so we can punish them when we've seen them them do something wrong or shame them, but so we can scoop them up and treasure them. So I have this written down and I firmly believe this, that one of the biggest gifts we can leave our kids is so that they know they'll always be pursued by us. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that doesn't ever stop um, from a parent to a child and from a child to a parent. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm thankful that both of my parents are still with us and I, I love when they call mm-hmm. and just to see how I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I know that they are always there and that they will continue to pursue me as a person, as a son, um, uh, for the rest of their lives. And there's so much beauty in that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So the lost son is, is such a heart wrenching parable, parable for me to read. Is it the same for you? Maybe every parent who reads it feels that way. It is something I'm afraid of. Um, Yeah. But I think the reality of the parable is that it's something we have all done in our own lives Mm. um, as children of God, but also as children of our own parents Mm -hmm. and something we can expect in our kids. Yeah. So this is is not something that we can avoid with our kids. This is um, a beautiful opportunity to see them in a new light. Yeah. And already, I think we get a taste of this in the teenage years. Oh boy! <laughs> Where the first your a parent's worst fears seem to come out playing on the pages of this uh, lost son parable. Yeah. Where okay, so get this: the home that the son is born in and raised in, he has everything that he could have ever wanted. He's going to inherit a half of it, right? I'm thinking even back to that culture, he probably was a teenager. <laughs> That's true. He's probably younger than what we're teen. thinking. Yeah, he's going to do it on his own. Yep. But he had what? He had security, he had safety, he had comfort, yeah, he had, he had all. all of those things. Mm-hmm. But then he chooses a life that's separate from all of that. Mm-hmm. And he tells himself that he's able to handle what he cannot handle. But here's the thing about being lost. He doesn't know that he, he can't know. handle it. Yep. And so he goes out pursuing that. He can't see that he's lost. He thinks he's got it all together. Yeah. He ends up with the pigs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The descriptor of that part of the passage yep. is is not by accident to show really that he ended up with nothing, but really just the, the lowest. Yeah. He was know? eating the food that the pigs, that eat. the pigs eat. <laughs> yeah. And then we when as parents, if we put ourselves in the shoes of the parent, how painful is that to watch your child suffer? And maybe cause they didn't have internet then. So he didn't know maybe he was with the pig. So maybe he didn't even know how much he was suffering. But nowadays we do have a lot of connection with our kids. And I do think it, we do know, and that's so heartbreaking is to yeah. watch our children suffer. And so 
What does the father do when the son comes back? That's my favorite part. Is that he, does he like think about whether he wants to go embrace him? Does he like take a slow walk? He rushes out to meet him. He runs. How beautiful is that? He runs with his arms open. Yeah. I'm getting strangely a little bit overwhelmed just thinking about that in my own uh, parenting with my own kids. Mm. Um, There's going to be, there have been moments when they've, uh, you know, wanted to do this on their own in their own way when really they weren't ready Mm -hmm. and and then have uh, come back. And I, I can understand that in the future, this will only be in bigger ways. Um, and I love the image of the father uh, running out to meet him. Um, and I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag goals. Hashtag bad <laughs> goals. Um, but here's the thing. And this, this again, will challenge our ruts that we've gotten into um, that what I want parents to hear today is that when you, when your lost child comes back, what they don't need in that moment is criticism, judgment, shame, condemnation, punishment, shame. We, we want to give it right. Like you're eagerly wanting to sit them down and be like, I told you this would happen. I, we want them to learn the lesson, right? Mm -hmm. That's that power over thing. That's the having to win in the moment thing. Yeah. Um, on the, on the flip side of that, I think parenting is often a both and, right? So let's get out of this black and white way of thinking. We do want our kids to understand what respect looks like mm-hmm. and that they need boundaries and Yeah, I mean, even trust. thinking about lost sheep, they're lost because they've wandered beyond the boundary, right? beyond the, the safety zone. Mm-hmm. And I always say that it's a, a parent's job to set boundaries and it's a child's job to push boundaries. Mm. And then we navigate how we need to expand those as mm-hmm. the child gets older. Uh, but those boundaries are essential. Mm-hmm. Boundaries, right? they need accountability. Yeah. For sure, they need all of those things. But I'm going to deliver some attributes, right? that help us understand how to trust a bigger God than we have maybe ever done before. Mm. So, and this is an area, especially lost children, that we can all be challenged in. So lost children need diligent parents that can troubleshoot. Yes, they do. Lost children need compassionate parents. They need understanding parents. They need patient parents. They need accepting and forgiving parents, and lost children needs need God's grace. I love that. We will have to remind ourselves that that's what our lost children need, not just on the day-to-day stuff, but even in those big moments like the parable of the lost son. Mm-hmm. And so two things that we really see in this parable that I just want to touch on a little bit because I think sometimes the Christian world has tended to maybe demonize these two aspects. I want to talk about them. So the idea that like autonomy and self-sufficiency. Okay. So when we see that in our kids, sometimes we automatically, we get our fists up because we're like, oh, they're just trying to be what? Too self-sufficient, too autonomous, too independent. They're exerting their um, whatever, their will against ours. And we we tend to have a fist up because we're ready for a battle. Yeah, usually right? they don't do it very well. <laughs> right. The thing is that I want parents to hear is that research is really important um, for, yeah. for families and parents to see on this, that children naturally 
developmentally, as they grow older, actually need to learn how to be autonomous and self-sufficient the older they get. Oh, absolutely. And that's our job as parents to help them. That we should encourage that. Grow into that right. in a healthy way. But here's the important part. And I want parents to hear this. Too much autonomy, too much self-sufficiency is not good. So no autonomy is bad. Too much autonomy is bad. Too, yes, exactly. And it does take a balance. So yeah. that can be detrimental to them. They can lose connection, security. Um, if this goes to the extreme, they might not even be able to trust themselves or other people. Mm-hmm. They are designed to be autonomous, but to sort of have this like chain or thread or string. Yeah, just a healthy bond. In which they can still have meaningful connections. Yeah. Right? With their parents and with their families. With their shepherd. Yeah, with their shepherd. That's right. So the shepherd puts out a very far, like he, there's a lot of places the sheep can go. And it gets bigger as they mature. Yes, for sure. And so I just want people to under, parents to understand um, that too, if, if the, even if the family itself is too, like if you have ever, do you know a family that has like each person feels like they are um, independent of the other person so much so that they're not, they're just kind of like Almost these like not family. individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what can happen is that parents then lose the ability to really influence their children well, right? right? They can't then have meaningful connection and conversation because they've lost the ability to be in relationship. Yeah, and that meaningful connection is the key. It is the key. Yeah. And it's I, it really will help the children not feel so lost, right? Yeah. So it will help them trust other people. It will even help them be vulnerable with other people. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage these attributes in our children and call out when when we think they are motivating behaviors in them. You know, like yeah. I, I like this thing of saying like, hey, I see right now it's important for you to do things on your own. Have we not done this with the four-year-old? A four-year-old's like, no, I can do it myself, right? Yeah. And you can say, and we say that like, hey, I see that and I encourage that. And as we show in, that, I mean, we see that in as, as parents of really young kids. I mean, yeah. you can think about when they start to eat Solid food for the first time. Right. I mean, I remember I wanted to spoon feed Jacob. Yeah. He didn't let you do that for and very Betsy, long. Betsy, you were like, he's got to do it himself. Oh, well, no. Give him the he spoon. didn't even. He was so yeah. autonomous. But then he was making a mess, and I don't like messes. So no, you wanted to control the mess. Yeah. It's true. Terrible shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> You've shepherded our children very well. Thank you. Okay. Anyway. So as we said, we wanted to leave you with that last thing as far as understanding the the balance of um, independence, autonomy, and meaningful connection. Yeah. And that the bottom line for parents, if you want to have connection, then you need to think about giving these things, okay? You want to be able to give insight, compassion, hope, rescue when needed, and wisdom for your lost children. Yeah. And ultimately, really, we want to point our kids to Jesus. That's, That's why right. we do what we do. That's Who has what come we've been to save to. the lost. lost. Absolutely. Yep. Each lost sheep, each coin, each son is important to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Each of our children are important. So parents, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. Don't give in to the ways you've always done them, those desperate measures, the aggression, the the thing that you say that you can't take back, all of that stuff. Lean into God. Mm-hmm. God has created these awesome kids as treasures yeah. 
who will look to you for guidance and boundary making, and that's fine, but they also need relationship with you. Yeah. To know that you will find them when they're lost. You can Beautiful. do it, parents. We're doing this together. God's with you. Lean into your good shepherd so that you can shepherd well. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>